0: welcome back to real presence live we hear the phone number so that means at this time we want to hear from you 877-795-0122 877 795 we had that powerful powerful testimony from kelly and, and obviously we're just barely scratching the surface on that um but that you know what a way to start start the day with, with such a powerful powerful um experience and story there uh, we praise God that uh, she's using it to bring light into the darkness we ask God's blessing on her um, and all those who are working so hard um, to help those who who are hopeless you know who are caught up in the snares of uh, just just evil in this world okay now at this time 877 795 So as I look here on our our screen, I do not see that anyone has called in yet. And so that's a dangerous place to be. Why is it dangerous? Because if somebody doesn't call in 877 795 you're going to have to listen to me for the next half hour. And, And trust me, I listen to me all the time, all day long. I would rather listen to you. 877-795-0122 877-795-0122 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122 We are interested in having conversations with you uh, about what's going on from your Catholic world, your Catholic perspective, or things in the world. And and folks, I tell you, there is a lot of stuff going on out there right now, right? In the, in our in our nation, in the in the Catholic Church, um, just a- across a whole whole spectrum of all kinds of things. Now. You uh, you can go in our Facebook page. Uh, Real Presence is on uh, Facebook and click in there. Uh, a number of you know know my personal phone number. If you want to contact me personally by uh, email or text at this time, I'll definitely take those as well. And then um, also our phone number is the quickest way to get on, 877 Okay, so what's going to happen here now is you get to listen to me until somebody somebody interrupts and they they call on okay um so here oh i have a number of things on my mind that uh that i would like to to talk about or share so as i as i look outside the studio window this morning it's it's gray it's dreary and it's cold out there and i look at the trees and there's no leaves on them and there's even a smattering of snow all over everything um and, and so this is the time of the year when uh, things are gray and they're dreary and they're drab, and that's because nature herself has entered into a season of, of dying or of death or going to sleep until, until it's awoken with new life, okay? And so um, what's on my mind and heart right now is what the Church asks us to speak about um, at this time of the year every year, and it's called the Four last things. The four last things. Those four last things in the Catholic Catechism are, are list, listed as death, judgment, hell, and heaven. And, um, and then the Church in her great wisdom um, says that um, it's very important, and it's good, and it's a, it's a holy thing, and it's a necessary thing for each of us in our lives to take time. To actually think about these things, to meditate on these things, to learn about them, to understand them, and and to put them in the whole perspective of um, the pilgrimage that's known as our as our Christian life. Okay, so so the, what what happens here is every one of us, because of our forefather Adam and his his rejection of the divine spirit of God, um, gave to us what is called death. It's the consequence of sin. That's a consequence of breaking with union with our Heavenly Father and His Divine Spirit. Now, death, so this reality, every one of us is going to have to go through death. There, there's no escaping it. You can't go around it. Um, the only way is through it. Okay. Now, the Catechism defines death literally as, as the separation of the body and the soul. So from the beginning God did not create our our body or our soul to be separated okay so um, the and, and the, so at the point when our body and our souls are separated that's called death our normal state our natural state is the body and soul to be together and in in God's great design of of creation, um, there is, you, you've, you've got God who's pure spirit, you have the angels who are pure spirit, and then he does this incredible thing where he takes spirit and matter and puts them together, and it gives God great joy. Now the spirit that is in that matter is an immortal soul and it's going to live forever, okay? But the consequence of our disobedience to God is is death, separation of that body and that soul. And so uh, the Church teaches us at, at the moment that we die, the, the body and the soul separate but your soul goes and lives on forever. Okay, so that that's the first thing I want to em- emphasize is I think a lot of people have this misunderstanding that at the point when you die, like your soul ceases to exist or you cease to exist, and that's just not true. And so the first thing is to realize, wait a minute, even though I die in this world, my soul continues to live on. Okay, and so then the church says, well as revealed to us by God at that moment there's what's called particular judgment okay so particular judgment is when I come face to face with Christ and 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 basically there's yeah there's a review of my life as I have lived my life okay and here's the first thing that I want to stress to people they understand because I don't think we believe this God actually respects us God actually gives us room um to choose, to make decisions, to to let our choices have consequences, to to have effect in our, in our lives, okay. And so, and God actually respects those choices that we make, all right. And so, in in those choices that we make, now when you come face to face with Christ, people think, oh, oh, God does this to me. God's gonna make me go to heaven or make me go to hell. Or I say, oh, hold on, no, no, no. <laughs> Basically, what happens there is you come face to face with Christ. And you, he agrees with you, and you become who you decided to be in this world, in this life. And so if you die as somebody who is not a friend of God, well, then the the judgment is, well, you, you, you get to continue that. You get to be separated from God as not a friend of God, and we call that hell. If you die in the state of being a friend of God, well, you, you die as a friend of God, and then you get to receive what friendship with God entails. Okay, we'll pause right there the four last things okay death and judgment now we've, we've got some uh some listeners who are, are who are coming in on the line and so we'll we'll go ahead and look at uh the things that they have here that are taking place are on their hearts or their minds today which definitely more interested in okay all right so gregory from holly okay he he Oh, well, I'm sorry. So, okay. Sorry, not this. Karen from Lake Park. Okay, she has a question here. Um, uh, Karen, are you are you on the are you online with me? I am. Oh, very good, Karen. Everybody wants to hear you talk. Okay, so speak to me. Okay, what what's on your heart or your mind today?
1: Well, you know, this is the month of the Holy Soul in Purgatory. Yes, and I'm reading some books right now. Uh, souls of in purgatory by a by a, a a lady who was given the gift of souls coming to her home. Marie Sima. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Marie Marie, Marie Sima. She was from Austria, and she had that gift of being able to talk to the holy souls in purgatory and to help them. And they would ask for for different things, uh, for prayers from her. Mostly masses. Really, masses was really important. Rosaries are very important, but. I just feel like um, I've been really concerned about the Holy Souls in Purgatory these days and thinking about how I can help them. And, and in return, they help us. They love praying for us. And in, in a way, I almost look at them as the, the, the silent army uh, that nobody is aware of that can help us in this world. And yet, in the same in the same token, we can help them by praying for them because they can't pray for themselves. And they're just there. But they can pray for us.
0: Absolutely. So often,
1: many times, I've been praying to them. So, my question to you is: How can? What kind of role do the holy souls? play in our lives, and ho- or what kind of role can they play in our lives?
0: Oh, Karen, this is awesome. I love that. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So, uh, okay, so let, let's, do, let's do kind of a big picture thing, and then the, let's hit the specific question, because I, I always find that um, if you don't put it in context, then people get confused. So, here, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. There's only one Christ. There's only one body of Christ. And everybody who's baptized into Christ, we're all a member of that body. And just like you have your own physical body, like if, if your mind is doing well, the rest of your body does well. If your, your heart's doing well, the rest of your body does well. If your extremities are doing well, the rest of your body does, does well. But if your mind and your heart are doing okay, but your little toe hurts, it affects the whole body, right? So mm-hmm. we, we say there's yeah. one body of Christ, and we, the, traditionally we speak about it as the church in glory. That would be the saints in heaven with God. Then we talk about uh, mm-hmm. the church suffering and that would be the souls in purgatory who are being purified so that so that they can enter into the fullness of glory. And then it's called the church militant and we are the church militant because we're still working out our salvation if you're in fear and trembling here in this world. But, and this is where it's so awesome to be Catholic, although there's three different different experiences or states that you could be in, we're all connected. There's only one body of Christ. So, for example, when we celebrate mass, when we're at mass, all members of the body, whether you're in church in glory, church suffering, church militant, we're all united in Christ. We're, we're there at that Eucharist, we're together, and we can communicate with one another. We can, through Christ, we can communicate with each other. Um, that, this, because there's only one body, and we're in, the, like my little toe, and it hurts, it communicates with my brain and my heart. It says, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, help me. Right? Okay. So now you mentioned the, the Holy souls. Okay. So there they are. And you said, well, what kind of relationship do we have or what, um, what do they have in our lives? How can we be with them? Okay. Starting point is at mass, you can pray for the Holy souls. You know, maybe uh, you had a good mom. I had a good mom when I was little and if, if something was wrong, she would say to me, all right, I come to her, I complain, oh mom, my tummy hurts or this or that, and she'd say, offer it up. You know, well, o- offer it up for what? Offer it up for the poor souls. Okay, now, now here, here's something that, uh, again, to help people understand, like they, they, they think like oh, this is like a bank account or something like that. It, it's not quite like that. But what this is, see, at that moment, we're talking about a particular judgment. You only have two, two options. You either go to hell or you go to heaven. Okay, that's the only, at the moment you die, you're going to hell or going to heaven. A lot of people think like purgatory is like get out of free card or something and of get out of hell for free card. And it's not like that. No, no, no. The souls who are going to heaven Okay, or who, who die and are going friends of God, they're all going to heaven they're all going to be there in eternal glory one day but some souls when they die they don't die in the state of perfect love or perfect charity and so it's their soul needs to be prepared to receive the fullness of glory okay and and I often use the image of light to help people understand this okay so for example um, my eyes are made for light my eyes and light get along very well the eyes interpret light and, and it works fine so why then is it if my eyes are made for light if I'm if I'm sleeping also my brother jumps on my bed with a a million candle watt light bulb and he flashes in my eyes my response is oh stop it you're hurting my eyes my eyes are made for light why would it hurt well because it's too much light and my eyes weren't ready for it but just like in the morning, I always walk backwards into the bathroom before I turn the light on and look away and I gently turn to the light and then, pre- okay, now it's fine, I can see. So your soul is made for the fullness of glory of God, but however this works, God, God he's not there to harm us. And so if our soul is, is there made for glory, but it's not ready to receive the fullness of that glory, well, purgatory is that thing that God does for the soul to get it ready to receive the fullness of his glory. And the thing we said, so Karen, you mentioned this. The soul is not able in in purgatory to do something for itself. So it needs others to do it for them. And that's where we come in. We're the church militant. We're alive. We can do something about this. So we we can offer sacrifices. We can pray for the poor souls. We can offer masses for the poor souls. We just came out of the octave of all souls. So every day a plenary indulgence could be applied to a poor soul who's in need right? Beautiful, beautiful things. Why would we be interested in doing that? Well, because we want friendship. We need friends. And what's so great about this, because you can communicate through the body of Christ at mass to the poor souls. If you ask them, they can pray for you. Okay. They can pray for you. They can intercede for you. They can intercede for your life, for your needs, for what's going on. And we all become true friends in Christ, and one day there's going to be this glorious reunion in 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 heaven, in the fullness of glory, and and we're all going to be the, and you're going to meet that soul, and then they're going to give you, I don't know if you can give a heavenly hug, however that works, but it's, you're going to see all these friends that you've made through this, and you have this powerful, powerful source of intercession for you called the poor souls who, who are now interested in your life, praying for you, for your family, your concerns, uh, helping you in life. And, and so, the, again, it comes back to there's one body of Christ, we're in this together. If there's a member of the body who's suffering, we all suffer. If there's a member of the body who's in glory, we all experience glory. If there's a member in the body who's, who's working out their salvation, if you trembling, that affects all of us right and so th- there's this call for unity and and so yes i karen i encourage you all those who are listening develop a relationship with the poor souls um are you still online karen i
1: am yeah can I you am.
0: please remind us again the book that you've been reading give that that title and the name for our listeners so that they might maybe uh, take a peek at it
1: yeah the souls in purgatory by sister uh emmanuel Let's see. no no that's that's the author but the souls in purgatory by Maria sima um and she there's more books than just that out there there's one that also says on the front of it i i get um get me out of here is, is, is the front of the book get me out of here and it's uh interviews again with maria sima and it was very interesting uh so it's really made me realize how important the poor souls are in my life not just them not just me in their life but they're, they're, they care about me, and like you say, they're, they're your friends. They're there to help you uh, face life in the world, in this world, and in the process, we can help them uh, help them get out of purgatory sooner and quicker. And Karen? This has been a very interesting
0: yes, thing for me. Yes, thank you so much, and uh, so glad to, that you're listening. All right, and uh, you have a great day, okay? Thank you. Okay, hey, God you bless too, you.
1: Father, God bless you.
0: Okay, this is Straight Talk, 877 877 And we have a listener, Celine, and she's listening to FM 101.9 in Dickinson. Uh, good morning, Celine. Are you on air?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, hey, how are you doing today?
1: Good. How are you, Father?
0: Not too bad. So you have a question for us today?
1: Yes. So I have a little flowers group. And well, basically, we learn about saints and stuff like that. And we're doing a lady, our Lady of Guadalupe play. And I was just, my mom told me that you were there before, so I was just wondering, like, what does Mount Tepiac look like, and like, is it snow, is it snow covered, and like, Timula facts, and you know, stuff oh. like that.
0: Yeah, well, that I mean, that that's beautiful that that you're interested in these things, and I, I really, really, really encourage you and support your whole group there uh, with your doing the play. The um, so as listeners might know, so um, we're talking about uh, December twelfth, right? Is the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and um, so uh, this took place down in really, really close to uh, Mexico City, right in Mexico, and there, there's a little. Well, okay, how, so how do we describe this? So it's, you know, your know, geography and elevation, and, and so you're, you're pretty high. You have a pretty high uh, altitude there. And um, and, and so w- when, we, when we say we call Mount Tepeyac, we, we call it a hill, really. It's, it's kind of, it's like a hill amongst other hills, and it's, it's, the, it's kind of an arid. Arid means almost like a desert-type um, uh, conditions, you know, it's kind of dry and sandy, but yet yeah. there is, there is vegetation. There's kind of, but it's more scrubby, scrubby vegetation, like bushes and things like this. And, um, and so the thing about there, um, they don't, they don't get snow there very often because they're not too, um, but they can, they've been known to get some, I think at, at some point. Now, now the, the thing that's kind of hard about it is nowadays, if you go there, see, it, it's, it's all built up because there 's millions of millions of tourists that go there every year to see the uh, the the famous shroud right of or the tilma yeah. I should call it uh, of Our Lady, and so there 's a number of churches and buildings and things that have been been built up okay so it doesn 't look like it did uh, back in the day of saint juan Diego and and Our Lady um, but it it 's a real powerful experience one of the things that you would see like if you went there today and this is interesting. You'll see all kinds of people on their knees, and they're they're literally walking on their knees up up the hill to go to the shrine to to thank uh, Our Lady of of, of Guadalupe for um, for interceding in their lives and asking for her powerful intercession. So wow, yeah, it's it's really quite quite an awesome experience. So, are you are you in charge of maybe um um like doing some back backdrops for the play or putting or making some yeah. a set okay yeah so what, what how does that give you some ideas about what you can do yeah now you you ask I'm gonna ask you this question how so the sign was these castile roses do do mm-hmm. castile roses grow when it's when it's really really cold outside no, so was that kind of a miracle
1: yeah. It's a was. miracle
0: because it was a sign for them and stuff. And do, do you know, Celine? What, what was it that God was wanting the people to understand or to believe in?
1: Um, not very much,
0: no. Okay. So, he he wanted people to know, first of all, that he's real, that he exists, he knows them and loves them, and that he has sent the mother of his son, the mother of God, Mary. Uh, to be our mother, to be our spiritual mother, to intercede for us, and that we can have relationship with her, and when we can ask for her powerful intercession. Okay. Okay. Celine, thank you so much for calling today. I, I hope you just have an absolute good time with all of your friends and putting on that play. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you. God bless you.
0: Okay. This is uh, Straight Talk. 1-877-795-0122. One eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We still have some minutes to go here, and I think we've got Gregory from Holly online. Is that correct? Yep, you do. Okay, Gregory, you got you got a, you got a question here? Yes, I do. I probably won't. I'm um, not going to be nearly
1: as cute as your last caller, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try. Um, so we are. Uh, I'm taking history class this year, and right now we're studying the French Revolution, and. um i had to read a couple documents and speeches written by robosphere yeah and uh <laughs> interesting but one of the things that he said was um that the highest virtue is love of country and state so obviously i'm pretty sure that um patriotism um wouldn't be the highest virtue ever um but i was wondering is it even a virtue
0: okay that you know that that's that's an awesome question so let's um so you if you're, you're reading from Ropes, you and just give kind of a, a simple background of course some simplifying things in a in probably a bad way, but um, he he was one of the driving forces behind what was called the french enlightenment and and it was a very anti christian uh, type of movement and and so France was known as the the daughter of the church i mean the the fr- eldest daughter were the Christian faith was just through everything, her, her culture, her economics, politics, all of that. And so uh, they, they had to do extreme violence to make this break um, from the church. And so there were, there's a lot of horrible things that happened at that time, especially in, in, in France at that time. So now, so to understand where he's coming from, he, he wants, let's call it patriotism, he wants love of country to, to be the highest form of of virtue expression or say devotion dedication because um, we we need to push we need to push God out we need to push the, the Christian faith out and 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 we need to we need to set something up there that that so that people are not going back to the need for a savior or for the Lord or for the religion or Catholic expression okay so let, let's take a look at what Saint Thomas Aquinas would say here. Um, and again, I'm oversimplifying things for the lack of time we have. But if you look at St. Thomas Aquinas, he's, he, he, he'll write things in the hierarchical perspective. He'll, he'll reveal things here. So uh, one of the things, and he, he takes it uh, from a perspective of, of, of love or the, 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 the debt of love. And he says, he says look, in, in, in creation and your, your existence, there there are certain debts that you have that, no matter how much you pay you can never repay them okay so so he he'll he'll say for example God who created you and brought you into existence um, there there's a debt that you can give your entire life to God and everything you are and try to pay him back and you'll never ever be able to pay off that debt okay so there there's always you in a way as you exist here you always owe something to god and 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 we're coming up here in our public holiday of thanksgiving and it comes down to well you always owe a debt of praise and thanksgiving to god it's you you always do no matter your conditions of life okay then he says in there your your, your parents are going to think of your your father your mother you owe a debt to them that no matter how faithful of a, of a child you are no matter how faithful you are to them in anything that you do maybe you sacrifice your entire life you take care of them perfectly but you will never be able to repay the debt that you owe them for the gift of your life being created in their image and likeness the immortal soul uh, for all of eternity that's been given to you by them right so there's 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 a debt there of of love of respect of of friendship okay then here it is. He says, Your country, your nation. Okay, and that's where like uh, patriotism would, would fall under there. He says, that There's something like I, I'm born in the state of North Dakota. I'm born in the country of the United States of America. There's nothing I did to bring that into existence. Uh, before i was created before i was born um, the nation that i live in everything that she she has from um, public services to uh, freedom of expression freedom of religion i mean we can go on and on right there are so many so many things that i receive benefits that i receive gifts i from my nation that even if i was to become a public servant or the military maybe i make the ultimate sacrifice and, and i sacrifice my life in service for the nation I individually in doing all that can never repay back the debt I owe to my nation who has given me all these things and so under that umbrella that's where patriotism comes in that I have respect for my nation I have respect for the flag I have respect for and 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 in saying that now these are things they, they go above and beyond like an individual politician or an individual, th- the president or the individuals who make up uh, these kind of things. Okay. And so, um, so that's where patriotism would fall. It would, it would come under there. It's, it's, it's like this, this debt of love, this debt of respect that is, that is owed that I can never repay, but it's like I owe Thanksgiving and praise to God. I owe Thanksgiving and honor to my parents. I owe Thanksgiving and, um, uh, thanks to my nation, and oftentimes that comes out but how by being a good citizen, by fo- following the the, the the laws that are true laws, and, and that kind of a thing. Does it, uh, Gregory? Does that help at all?
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you, Father.
0: Yeah, very, very good. And I, you know what? And I, I just encourage you, like in some ways, we we're at a time in the world where we, we can't really talk about these things enough because I, I think they kind of get a bad rap or whatever out there, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. So, okay, all right. Yeah, no, great. Thank you, Father. Okay, God bless you. Okay. All right, folks. Boy, good. People called in, and um, and that was great. It was a very lively um, straight talk this morning. We're so grateful for that. Now, as, as we wrap this up, and we're heading to a hard break here, I just want everyone uh, to to know about what's coming on, on the other side. And so we, we have a, a number of awesome things that are coming up. Um, when we come back on, we're, we're going to... Uh, a number of you have sent in your prayer requests, and so we're going to take an opportunity at the top of the next hour, and we're we're going to appeal to God on behalf of that, and I'm going to ask you to join me in prayer with that, um, that those beautiful things come about. And then uh, uh, we have so many great things here coming up, the great insight into the gospel of St. Mark. We're going to hear about the local print media, how that's working, and an opportunity here in the Grand Forks area to support Catholic education. Please stay tuned.